Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary as we wrap up our NHL previews. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in on this holiday Monday. Um, rate, review, subscribe wherever you can if you're listening. If you're watching, subscribe to the channel, like the video, and uh, leave a comment. Uh, all that stuff really does help. I didn't say it in the Sunday one. I meant to. A huge thank you to everyone who came out to uh, Wild Rose Wrestling at, um, at the Legion in the Northeast uh, here in Calgary this weekend. Um, everyone was super nice to me. Everyone made my job very easy. Apparently they liked me. Uh, so that was very, very nice. But, uh, the wrestling was phenomenal. Um, the Brickhouse Camille is as intimidating in person as she is on television. Um, but some really, really good wrestling happening over the weekend. Like Taylor Rising was phenomenal. Kat Von Hees, who's a, a friend of the show, is, uh, always delivers. Um, and yeah, everyone, like I'm, I'm singling out a couple I shouldn't be because literally every performer on the card was really, really, really good. So, uh, shout outs to everyone with Wild Rose Wrestling. Today, um, as my cat walks in front of me here, I, I guess you didn't see the tail, so probably could have avoided that. But, uh, we are wrapping up our NHL previews. Uh, Eastern Conference win totals on this one and then a part two with Western Conference win totals and Super Bowl prediction or Super Bowl Stanley Cup predictions so that's what's coming up um if you're looking for NFL stuff that's going to be on the show on Tuesday thank you all so much and uh yeah no stretch to say we're about to get into it uh it's time for our NHL preview All right, apparently Bailey had some thoughts on the Eastern Conference, so we are going to get into it. We start with the Boston Bruins. Uh, Off-season of change, um, not much of it positive for them, I would say. Their uh, over-under sits at 100.5 points. If you will recall, they set the regular season record for wins in a season. Um, they were very, very good all year, but ran out of steam at the end. Um, and now Patrice Bergeron is gone as is David Krejci, Milan Lucic is back, um, but I, I don't see how this Boston Bruins team doesn't take a gigantic step back this upcoming season. I, I just, A, they were going to anyway, I felt pretty, if you would have set the total at over under 130 points, feel pretty good I would have taken the under on that one. Like, there was just obvious regression that was going to be baked in, so let's say they, they would have dropped to even just 120 points. Um, if we're using hockey or baseball war, uh, let's say Patrice Bergeron is worth six, seven wins. So there's 12 to 14 points. Um, and then David Krejci, maybe a, a, a three, four win player. So there's six to eight points. You're starting to see how I'm going to get to uh, Bailey wants to leave. All right, you can see how we can get to the over-under, um, uh, get to be under 100 points there. So I, I just, I feel like this team is really exposed up the middle. Um, Zaka and Coyle, as your number one and number two centers, just don't strike the fear into anyone, especially in a division that features um, Matthews and Tavares and maybe Nylander at center, um, and everyone that Tampa Bay has going out there. It, it just... It is not good enough down the middle, so um, I just don't see how Boston comes away with over 100 points this season. I'm going under on the Boston Bruins. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres, their win total is at 92 and a half. This is a team that everyone is expected to take, or expecting, sorry, to take a big step forward this upcoming season. I like this group. I don't love this group. I think that there's a lot of hype being built in and a lot of assumptions being made. Um, Tage Thompson is phenomenal. Uh, Skinner's good. I like, like, Tuck is someone who I have all the time in the world for. The rest of the forwards are just kind of okay. Um, Cousins, Middlestead, maybe there's a, another step that gets taken there. Um, 
on the blue line, I, I think we've just scratched the surface of Rasmus Dahlin. Um, Owen Power should be a big step, and so there's potential that you're going to have to, for 45 minutes a night, play one of those two guys. But the rest of the group is okay. Um, and between the pipes, I think there's a lot of people assuming that Levi is going to take a step forward. There's just a lot of... If you're going over the 92.5, it feels like you're going the best case scenario, right? Which I guess is obvious if you're going under on or over on any of these, but th there's absolutely no risk being built into that. So I just think they're being a touch overvalued. I think this is kind of the number they get to next year, but I I'm going under 92 and a half for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, sorry, Carolina Hurricanes. I've been watching football all day. Uh, I'm taping this on Sunday night. So if I miss a catastrophic injury uh, by the time this podcast comes out, my bad. But uh, the Carolina Hurricanes coming in at 107 and a half points. This is, I did the, the most talented team thing on the, the show that you heard on Sunday. This is the most talented team in the NHL. They are incredibly deep with high-end talent. That, that it, like, oh yeah, this team's got good depth. This has, this team has good star depth, which is scary to, to think about. Uh, the only question is in goal, but like, at the forward group, like Aho, Svechnikov, a little banged up, but still, um, Tara Vinen, uh, like, you go up and down this lineup. Jarvis is a player that everyone's excited about. Like, you just go up and down this lineup. On the blue line with, with Slavin and Burns and Shea and Pesci, they bring in Orlov, who's really good, um, and D'Angelo, who I, I certainly wouldn't host the podcast with. And th that is the one concern, is that he has been a distraction everywhere he goes. Um, doesn't seem like a great dude, but they brought him in. So, um... That's kind of the one blemish you see on this roster, but man, this is just a really, really good hockey team. I'm going, it's a high number, and I think they go higher. I'm going over 107.5 points for Carolina. Columbus Blue Jackets, 73.5 points. Not a whole lot to say here. They suck. Um, they, they have Gaudreau. They have Patrick Laine. Uh, Fantilli could be something. Um, maybe not this year. They bring in Provorov, who's not an awesome dude. Um... Like, Severson and, and Warensky on the blue line are, are fine. The goaltending, I think, is an issue. That there's just... Like, there's a couple guys on this team I like. Like I said, Gaudreau and Line are good. Um, we'll see what Fantilli is. Um, Jenner's fine. Texier is fine. Or Teixeira or whatever. Like, they just... They got a few guys who are... Yeah, they're fine. But this is not a good hockey team. Uh, a lot of distractions coming into the season, obviously. I'm going under 73.5 points. I think this is going to be, again, one of the worst teams in the NHL. Detroit Red Wings. Total sits at 85.5. I like this team. I, I think the addition of Dabrinkit um, is going to be a big boost for this club. Now, this is the second year in a row. I've said this about a young up-and-coming team, adding Alex Dabrinkit, but I, I think he provides a desperately needed scoring punch to this top six, and now you look at how the, the whole team stacks up. I like them a lot. I would, I'd prefer one more big center in there. Um, JT Comfer is fine, but I, he's more a guy I would prefer as a, a third center if I'm going to take this team to make a run in a very competitive East division. But the, this roster is good. And I, I think good enough that they're going to make some noise this year. I have Detroit going over 85 and a half. The Florida Panthers, I have them under 98 and a half. Um, they're banged up right now on the blue line. Ekblad and, uh, Montour are hurt right now. They, they, they knew that was going to happen coming into the season, so they go out and make a move, bring in um, Oliver ekman Larson. They reached on a bunch of dudes. The forward group is extremely talented, and we saw in the postseason they're starting to, to come together. So this is one I definitely don't love this prediction, and certainly one when we do our accountability episode at the beginning of next season, I might look like a gigantic idiot, but I am going under 98.5 on the Florida 
Panthers. Notebook. Montreal Canadiens. I'm going over 71.5 on Montreal. Um, 71.5 is really, really low. And I, I think that this is a year where we see a lot out of Cole Caulfield. They got a ton from Sean Monaghan um, last season when, when healthy. I think Kirby Doc has a chance to, to do some fun things. We'll see what Slavkovsky looks like in his second year. But I think the addition of Alex Newhook gives them a really nice punch up the middle with Suzuki, Doc, Newhook, and Evans. And that's that's how you build winners in the NHL is down the middle. I think they've done that. They have some fun complimentary pieces on the wing. Defensively, it's not awesome. Um, and so that is certainly where this team is going to lack. Look, I don't think they're going to compete for a playoff spot at all, but I think they're going to go over 71 and a half points. I think they'll be a bit better than that. Uh, the New Jersey Devils. I have this team as one of the most talented teams in the NHL. They were number two on my rankings. This team is just fucking good, man. Like, this top six of Toffoli, Hughes, and Bratt, who the fan uh, base surrounding him is kind of gross, but he's great. Um, he's sure up there. Meyer is a player who I've long really liked. Um, Palat on your third line with Hala. That line is going to fly. McLeod and Nosek on the fourth with Lazar. I love that. And then the blue line, um, it, it's just it's the, the whole team so deep and goaltending. I think they're all right. Um, there just isn't a real, real weakness with this club. I like what they have built in New Jersey. I think they're going to be one of the better teams in the NHL this season. So I'm going over 105 and a half for the Devils. The New York Islanders, a full season with Bo Horvat in um, on the roster as they sign him to a gigantic contract extension and just some pieces you like, right? Like they brought in Pajro a couple of years ago. He's good. Um, Horvat with Barzell, a full year of them, I think is going to be really fun. Engvall, the, the contract is weird, but I, I think he'll be good um, out on Long Island. Defensively, uh, I think this team is really strong, and they have a very good one-two punch between the pipes. I think this is just a good hockey team. I think they go over 91.5. Not by a ton, but I think they go over 91.5. Rangers, 101.5. I, I will fully admit, I have a blind spot when it comes to the Rangers. I... I think hockey is more fun when they're good. They just have so many pieces that I like. Um, I, I love Zabinijad, love Panarin and what he can do out on the ice. Um, Hedl is always someone I've had a soft spot for. Trocek, I think, is one of the more underrated players in the league defensively. I think Fox is the best defenseman in the league. Miller and Truba as a, a second pairing is really good. And Shesterkin still has the potential to be the best goalie in the world. So I, I think that this is a Rangers team that's going to be very competitive this year. I'm going over 101.5 points for the Rangers. The Ottawa Senators. Uh, it was a season of hope last year that got dashed very quickly. Um, uh, failing to reach expectations for sure. Now, DJ Smith and company have some expectations to reach again. Out is Debrinket. In is Kubalik and Vlad Tarasenko. <laughs> uh, out is right now uh, Shane Pinto and in are gigantic cap issues in, in Ottawa. I I just feel like this team is so up against it that like it, it feels like they're going to have to do some gymnastics all season long to try to put a competitive roster out there. Like I like a bunch of the players, right? Like um Giroux had a really good year last year. Brady Kachuk is a culture changer. Stutzla um feels like he is on the verge of like superstardom. The main concern for me is the horse, uh, the, 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 the horse of Norris, um, the, the health of Norris. He, down the middle, is so important to this team. When they have him, this team looks pretty solid down the middle. It's, it's what Peter Labardius has talked about on Calgary Radio for a long time, right? It's how, how they slot um, 
They slot perfectly when Norris is out there as the number two center, and that ends up being one of the better two one-two punches down the middle in the National Hockey League. When he's out, then all of a sudden, um, Greg, who's a, a fine third-line center, is now one of the worst second-line centers in the league. And Kastelik, um moves up to a third-line role that is, it just feels like it's a bit beyond him at this point. So, it that so much is banking on the health of Norris. And if anything happens, they have zero cap space to be able to solve it. They're probably going to have to move a pretty good player off of their roster to make an addition happen. So I, I just feel like it's going to be a bit of a, a challenge all year long, but I do like a bunch of the pieces on this team. I'm going under 91 and a half, but I'm just slightly under 91 and a half for Ottawa. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers here. I, I think um, if you can find a prop bet to see it, who's the worst team in the league, I think the, the Flyers would be an interesting value. Their total is set at 75 and a half. Um, I think that this is a team that could just be selling off pieces by the deadline. I, I think this is one of the worst rosters in the NHL. They have a couple pieces that you like. Couturier, Lawton, Konechny, um, Atkinson still at times, but yeah, this is not a good hockey team, and I, I think they get just absolutely boat raced in the Eastern Conference this season. Uh, coming down the stretch, the Pittsburgh Penguins. I said before, in the, the more overvalued teams in the league, I don't know what people are seeing w with Pittsburgh. Um, this was a team that kind of stumbled last year. They go out and add Eric Carlson, but banking on Eric Carlson being that dude is... I, I think a fool's errand. Um, I, I just, there's too many question marks for me on this team. Outside of the top six, I don't love the forward group. Um, and outside of Latang and Carlson, who, uh, even that, like, I, I just think you are asking for best case scenario from everybody if this team's going to make another run to the postseason here with Sidney Crosby. So I'm, I'm going under 96 and a half points for the Penguins. Uh, the... Tampa Bay Lightning, I am going under 96.5 points, specifically because Vasilevsky is hurt for the first couple months of the season. I think this is still a playoff team, um, but I, I I don't think they're going to have a very, uh, like a crazy high point total this year due to the issues they're going to have between the pipes. But like, when healthy, this team is one of the best in the league. It's just they're not right now. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, I have them over 106.5 points. We just went through it. Tampa Bay banged up between the pipes. Uh, Florida banged up on the blue line. The Boston Bruins, weak down the middle. The Toronto Maple Leafs, this is the time for them to shine in the regular season, at least. Um, I, I think that this is a Leafs team that they, they've they added some sandpaper. Um, I think a lot of it is needed. I, I think they've added some pretty strong depth to the forward group. I think uh, a full season in the NHL for Nyes is going to be really interesting out in Toronto. Um, that this is just a, a super talented hockey team. This is the most comfortable I've felt about their goaltending situation in a long time. I just like a lot of what Toronto has built, so I think they go over 106.5 points. Um, lastly, the Washington Capitals. I'm going over 91.5. Um, the big one for me is if they can get Kuznetsov on board. Apparently, he wants out of Washington. If he stays, this team is all right down the middle. That um, They're fine defensively. I like Mantha with Backstrom and Ovechkin. Uh, Milano, Kuznetsov, and Wilson is a fine second line. Um, I just, I, I feel like that this is a Washington group that is going to surprise some people this season. So I'm going over 91 and a half on Washington. So 
um, if you couldn't keep track of all of that, here is how the standings in my world shake out. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs at over 106.5 points uh, would be in first in the Atlantic. The other two teams in the uh, Atlantic division that make the playoffs would be Tampa Bay and Florida. Um, I do have Boston making the playoffs, even at under 100.5 points. The rest of the division does not make the playoffs. Uh, Detroit is out, even though they're over 80 and a half, uh, 85.5 points. Ottawa, Buffalo, and Montreal round out a very difficult Atlantic division. In the Metropolitan Division, Carolina finishes first, followed closely by New Jersey. I have the Rangers finishing third. Even at over 101.5 points, I have the Rangers finishing third. Um, the Washington Capitals do make the playoffs, Coming out of the Metropolitan Division, the Islanders do just miss, um, even though I have them going over 91 and a half points. So then the rest of the division is the Islanders, then Pittsburgh, Philly, and the Columbus Blue Jackets. So my playoffs would stack up as uh, first round, it would be Toronto against Washington, Carolina against Boston, Tampa Bay against Florida, and the Devils against the Rangers. Advancing from those would be Toronto taking on Florida and Carolina taking on the New Jersey Devils. Out of that, um, a little chalky, but I'm going Carolina against Toronto in the Eastern Conference Final, with which you would crown an Eastern Conference champion of the Carolina Hurricanes. So, that is how I see the Eastern Conference stacking up. What about the West? Well, let's find out. Um, part two of this Monday episode should be out right now, so go check that out. Um, it should be up on podcast form, so like this video, comment anything you, you agree or disagree with, like the video, subscribe to the channel, all of those things. Um, podcast form, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you can. Go check out part two. Check me out on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I am at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. And you can email this show, couchpotatodiary, at yahoo.com. Also, search for us on Facebook. That's going to do it. See you guys from part two. I'm out.